My name is Mike Shepard. I'm a producer. I want to get to know the artists in my new community. This is A Thousand Meals with a Thousand Artists. My name is Drayton Mwenagi, and I'm a creator. Welcome to the first episode of A Thousand Meals with A Thousand Artists. This is a project that has been almost two years in the making for me. It started out as a need I felt I had to connect with the artists in a community that I just moved to. The last time I ran an arts organization, I had grown up in the community that I was creating work in. But this time I feel like I'm at a bit of a disadvantage. I don't really know anyone, nor do I really have a sense of what artists need from presenting organizations. That brought me to this project. Mainly this is gonna be a research project for me. But after my first few conversations, I came to realize pretty quickly that it could be an interesting podcast. So each week you'll hear conversations, at least a snippet of the conversation, between myself and various artists I meet from a wide range of disciplines. This week I sat down with a new friend, Drayton. I met Drayden over Zoom days before moving to Ottawa through an organization called Youth Ottawa. Most of my experiences in the arts had come from running my own youth theatre company from the ages of 19 to 31, and I founded a multidisciplinary youth arts festival in Kingston, Ontario. One of the reasons why I wanted Drayden to be my first conversation was because I see a lot of parallels in the work that he creates and the things that I did when I was in my early 20s. Now, I will say, this guy's way smarter than I was at his age. I was extremely impressed by all the work that he's done with 20 Today and 20 Tomorrow, and now with the Nopus group. I also wanted this to be one of my early conversations because this is not exactly the traditional art discipline that this podcast will probably focus on. I'm going to meet a lot of actors, dancers, singers, musicians, visual artists, painters, sculptors, I wanted one of the first conversations to be with someone who is a presenter, a producer, a curator of sorts, because I feel like for me, that's where I fit in the arts world. I'm not super creative myself, and maybe that's a little harsh to say, but at least I don't have those skills that you would normally attribute to somebody who calls himself an artist. This is why I really enjoyed having a conversation with Drayden to hear just the way he went through his process and the mind behind the creator and founder of 20 Today, 20 Tomorrow, and the Novus Group. The following are snippets of our conversation as we enjoyed some pasta at Mama Grazie's Kitchen in Ottawa's Byward Market. I guess like she eventually became a friend, but it's like this person's Instagram and it said creator in her bio. And I was like, that's it. That's, that's what I want. That's the title I want to take for myself. And I told him, I was, yeah, I'm just going to steal that from music. It's okay. <laughs> so I stuck to Some that. of the best ideas in the world 
are taken from somewhere else. Yeah. And then turned into Use something it else. To something. Yeah. 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 Like not don't reinvent the wheel is something I've heard all yeah. my life. And it's it's all perspectives, right? Like I think what it meant for that person and what it meant for me is definitely different. So what does it mean for you? Uh for me it's like it's like free thinking agent person. That just goes around. Free thinking agents? <laughs> yeah. See, that's a cool name. <laughs> that's a great this title. Free thinking agent that goes around like creating things. No limits. Boundless creativity. Interesting. Flowing through your body. <laughs> I mean, this might be a dumb question. It might come obvious Shoot. to you, but it's not obvious to me. Where do other people come into this thing? Because, yes, you're right. Like, creative stuff flowing through you yeah. all makes total sense. But, like, from what I've already known about you, you've yeah. surrounded yourself with a massive team of people. Oh yeah. Like people are a big part of it. So how does that how does that fit into what you want to do and who you are and what you want your title to be? How does that all fit yeah. with all these people? I think uh, like a standpoint on like creator in general or just like being a creative is very much so that like it's like you are creating something and you're building something. Like, the way it's seen and perceived right now is very you centric, the creator space. But the way I see it is, like, as much as I'm, like, this free-thinking agent that has boundless creativity flowing through me, it's not necessarily just me. It's not necessarily, like, my ideas or, like, my way of thinking. Like, if I can see, like, put that into other people, if I can see their creation happen, it just opens up a whole new world. So, like, I just have this, like, fascination with, like, creation and how that looks like. So I think that's why I look for that in other people, and I surround myself with them, and that's how we're I, all together. <laughs> I think I know exactly what you mean, because yeah. I, I think one of the reasons why I wanted you to be the first person that I sat yeah. down and talked to was because, like we've talked about, I see the similarities into what, what you do and what I do, and also what I was doing when I was your age, yeah. doing this exact same thing. Because I always said to people, I'm not creative, but I find the creative energy in others and help bring that out, help yeah. create that. But then many people were like, well, that's also creative. Like it's, you have to be creative to be able exactly. to come up with things and develop exactly. things. Exactly. So would you then say you're a creative person? Like you're, that's your title. Yeah. <laughs> but is that, would you say even before that, moving all the picture all the way back yeah. to who you were before? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I was very, um, and even till this day, like, I relate myself to, like, this idea of, like, being, like, a kid. And I think I'm very much still a kid in the sense where I don't, like, I take things as they come. But I have this this way of perceiving things where it's, like, there's, like, there's always, like, bigger and, like, grander things that can be seen or perceived. And I just seem to be able to, like, see through them. And I feel like that's one way of being creative in a sense where... If you can see it, then you can create it, you know? Yeah. So I feel like kids are the most creative people in the world. I agree. And I have a sense of that in me. I always had a sense of that when I was a kid. Always trying to do some random stuff, <laughs> you know, wandering around and trying to figure out some stuff, building some random stuff. And with no ultimate goal, just like seeing where things take me. And I feel like that, that carried through my life in general. It's interesting. It's interesting that... You're saying that it carried through. It was something that was always there. Yeah. And now you've found your own job by doing it and even creating your own type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I believe uh, in uh, this thing. So I have this theory. Um, so I don't have an official name for it yet, but 
I like to call it like childhood feels. And basically, I think that when you're young, at some point in your life, something happens to you where it leaves a mark. And it doesn't have to be something big. It's not like some traumatic event or something. It's just like something happens that is so out of the norm of what you're used to in that timeline, that time frame. And it kind of leaves this mark on you. And all throughout your life, you're like constantly trying to find that feeling that you had as a kid in that moment. Unconsciously, obviously. So I feel like that's what leads people into like finding their passions. Because the more they are doing this one thing, they feel closer to that feeling. And for me, it's like this feeling of grandiosity, but like being so small in like this big space with like so many like things that I can't even explain. But like the yeah. idea of being small in like something big. Yeah. And I feel like as I went through life, the decisions I made, the different things I wanted to do. Like, led me to a point where, because initially I wanted to get into medicine. Oh. Yeah. Very, very, like, so, like. Very different. Very different. Now, yeah. And the more I was getting close to that goal, the more I felt, like, big in one space. So, like, medicine was like this, and it was so close. Yeah. So, I felt like I was just too big for just this one small thing. And then the more I diverged into, like, this weird space of creating things, the more that. I guess parameter expanded and then I started feeling small again and then I felt like I was more going towards my passion and that's when I developed that theory because I'm like what exactly is that like why am I feeling the way I'm feeling you know it's an interesting theory because they do say that at a certain age when you're very young it's your most impressionable oh yeah and even though you're very young and you don't always remember everything you're developing a lot oh, of yeah. what you're going to be when you're old oh yeah absolutely so it fits yeah it's just, that's a very, it's a very just like kind of mind-blowing idea to me, <laughs> only because what does that say to you yeah. about, about free will? Like, mm. are you always, no matter what, gearing towards something that has pre-existed happened to you out of your control? Because yeah. when you're a kid, you don't control a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of it is parents, yeah. environment, where you grew up. Yeah. Can you combat that or can, can you not? I think, um... It has a bit of both. Like, obviously, you do have free will in a sense where you will always have the choice. And there's some things that are, like, in your control. But at the same time, I feel like life is full of so many uncontrollable things. Oh, for sure. And I feel like the more we are, we can, like, tap into that as being a good thing, the better. Because, like, imagine if we could control everything. Life would be so boring. <laughs> When you write some amazing book yeah. or or when you create your thesis or whatever you're going to do with this theory, I want you to make sure you credit Soul One and a Thousand Meals of a Thousand you. Artists for being so the I'm first time you that. talked yeah, about yeah, it publicly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's to relate it back to everything you do. When you're like, does this stuff come to you? Do you take time out of your busy, busy life to develop these theories, to think on them, to process them like how do you fit that into you're running your own company that just expanded to become a company with multiple companies right like, <laughs> like that's what you've done yeah. and yet you've also given me this sort of theory <laughs> that i'm like i i don't if i have time 
yeah. to like eat in a day, I'm very pleased with myself. I'm like, wow, I did it. <laughs> you know, like let alone whatever it is you just spewed at me. Now again, some of that's you. Yeah. And I know it is. Yeah. But still, that's very that's a lot. You're putting a lot on yourself. Like how do you do it? like how do you manage it? All of those things in one. It's a good question. It's a good question. That's and what I'm here to ask. Is hopefully, <laughs> hopefully decent conversational, not interview yeah. questions. Yeah. Conversational questions. Yeah. How do I manage it? I think I don't. I don't think I ever sit down and think about it. Actually, I really? don't think I ever think about. Oh my god! Like all these things I'm doing. I just. I think it's also part of that idea of being a creator of like this free thinking agent. Right. Like when I think of something, I hurry to give it a structure and give it form so it doesn't sit too long in my mind because the longer things sit in your mind the longer they go behind and the longer you won't act on it so i always had this thing of if i have an idea i always write it down and talking about like do the ideas just randomly come to me and things like that i in a sense i believe so i'm a very like spiritual guy okay and in a sense where i was actually watching this ted talk like a while back talking about uh, the evolution of like an artist and the perception of where the art comes from and this TED talk was uh, explaining how like very, like ancient times artists really like they they devoted their imagination and their creativity to like a higher being or some sort of at the time they called it like demons but it's just talking about this like extra extra being outside of your own being that kind of funnels these ideas through you and you kind of have to accept to like let them flow through you so mm -hmm. like whatever art form you're performing and doing and it was contrasted like over time like artists slowly started being like these ideas are coming from me and me only and then through time they realized that the creative powers were different in a sense where back then they could create a lot more because it also removes the fear of being like, oh, my ideas are bad. Because it's not necessarily your ideas, it's more so you're just expressing something that comes. So then you could create more, you can go out of boundaries and do more things um, than if you put all the pressure on yourself and force yourself to create and be like, time to screw it out, let's do it. Yeah. And that's where like the artist blocks comes in and things like that. Versus back then it was just like a rid like rid of life. If you have an idea, it comes to you, you perform it. And if you don't have any ideas for the rest of your life, that's totally fine with you because it's you didn't make it. You know, it was like right. coming from through you. So I think the same way too as through my observations and things um, I see around me. Um, I'm like I would say like I'm hyper aware about a lot of different things. And I very, like, I romanticize a lot of, like, everything about life. I think life, like, what people see life as, I see that, but, like, times, like, a billion. You know, I'm always seeing things in a very, like, light, rosy way mm -hmm. sense. So I feel like from that and some random power from outside, <laughs> I develop ideas or they flow through me. I mean, that can be a very helpful way of thinking because Absolutely. going big is can, can be something that really scares a lot of people. 
Like it can be. Definitely. It can be a fear Definitely. to go too big, too fast, yeah. and to lose everything. Yeah. But seeing things in that way, a little bit rosier, yeah, I think to me it would allow you to take more risks. Oh, absolutely. Like I have like multiple conversations with people and they talk about how like oh yeah like this thing is like it's, it's growing and it's going very fast and to some extent I don't see that. Like to some extent I'm like yeah it can get bigger it can get bigger and there's almost no not that there's no fear of risk but I'm almost like excited for the risk. Right. Right. <laughs> like yeah because it feels like when that happens like it'll only unlock more creativity and it'll make me feel like more smaller in like this big space which relates back to my theory yeah no i mean that's 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 a really that explains a lot so when when did so 20 today 20 tomorrow when yeah. did that start because that really before novus group that really kicked things off yeah here. yeah and it's not going away it's still part of novus but when when was that what what when did that start it was idea came to me like peak peak COVID. So it was okay. uh, a couple months after we went in lockdown. I was in high school, end of high school, finishing my last year, um, and that whole summer was like uh, discovering myself type of summer. Like I, I did some of the like some crazy stuff. Like I would do like I would go like three days without like talking to anyone, like physically speaking, and like off like phones and things like that just to be like super centered on myself and crazy ideas came to me and I feel like from there I started developing this like way of thinking where it's like never think like there's nothing as thinking too big or like there's nothing as you know there's always think more or it's like like building this like mind you know like boundless mind set kind of thing and from there the twenty idea came to mind of like Basically taking what I'm building in my head as this place where you can develop and do all the ideas and like putting them into like an actual thing that other people can use as well. And that's how it started. And then from there, like the Nova was just an extension an extension of that. Because we're like we need more structure, we need more infrastructure to make so that this thing can be something that you can come to and make all the ideas possible. Basically. But for you, like I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but for you, wouldn't Novus just be the obvious next step? Like, I mean, I know it's not Absolutely. obvious to everyone. And I don't want to like completely say that like, oh, if you don't find it obvious, you're dumb. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying for you and the way you think. Yeah. A proven concept that works. Now yeah. it's time to expand, yeah. grow it, yeah. because without growth, something will eventually just disappear. It'll fall out. It'll fall yeah. out. Like the like you said, it's it was the more so obvious next step. In a sense where things, if, like, ideas are awesome, they're great. But if you don't give them structure fast enough, they will evade. Right. Like, I have this, I truly have this belief that we're just not empty vessels, but we're just vessels. Mm. Where if I, let's say, decided, oh, yeah, Nova's idea was not the time, it's not the best, you know, I, we, we can keep it on the back burner. I truly believe somewhere in the world someone will have the idea and we'll be able to do it. Right. So in that sense, I want to capture as many ideas as I can. Yeah. And that was just what was next. That was the next step. So that if you have the idea, to be. your attitude is if you have the idea, might as well do it. Might as well do it. There's nothing like if you don't do it, someone else will do it. Right. And that just removes all the fun. <laughs> are you ever like, are you ever thinking about consequences? Like, is that something you ever think about? 
at all. Obviously. Well, I don't. I, think, just, I don't think this necessarily. I just pursue. I just pursue. I just perceive consequences very differently. Right. Like, <laughs> I was having this conversation a while, like a couple months ago, with. <laughs> In regards, because we're talking about incorporation and all these like legal things we have to do, and um, bankruptcy is something that came up often. And I said this thing to them, and I was like, "That's honestly so exciting." <laughs> and they were like, "What?" I think you're the only person <laughs> in the world who's ever said that. Who's ever said bankruptcy you know? is exciting? <laughs> but my idea behind it was that if you're at that stage, that means like you have put everything on the plate. You have like exalted all the possibilities you could have. Right. That means you've done a hundred percent of a hundred percent. Yeah. And there's no regrets. Yeah. Yeah. So you're at the best place you can be in that space. So when you said that, oh, obviously you think about consequences. Well, I'll tell you this, because I think about consequences a lot now. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. When I was your age and I started the theater company. I thought of zero consequences, not once. The The idea of a consequence didn't even come into my brain for five or six years. My whole mentality was like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. And I didn't. And I truly didn't. Like I, <laughs> in my soul, I did not care. Yeah. I didn't care who got hurt. I didn't care if I got hurt. This yeah. is the thing that's happening. And what comes of it is what comes of it. Comes but this is what's happening. Yeah. So get on board or leave. Yeah. And it was alienating for some. Yeah. It was inspiring for others. Did it work? <laughs> I don't know. But it happened is it kind happened. of the point. So I don't know if thinking about consequences is something that's natural for everyone. Yeah. I think for me, it came with age. Yeah. The older I got, the more I thought about consequences, which yeah. is smart in some ways. Yeah freeing in some ways but confiding in another and i find i, I get too boxed in now. Really? where i right. think about ideas i box myself in too much i'm like well i can't do it i can't do that but what about this what about this mm. what about this when i was your age i just would have done it. yeah now you're doing it again you're smarter i've said this to you before you're smarter than <laughs> i was at that age because you're at least perceiving consequences and just doing it in a different way yeah. i wasn't even thinking and now i'm thinking too much so that's the thing that age brought me that I yeah. always fear will bring other creative individuals like yourself, who I, I see what we do very similarly. Yeah. A producer, a creator, very similar jobs. What we do is similar. Yeah. And and I think losing that part of me yeah. that sort of laughed at consequences just, yeah. is something that I miss. Mm. I miss that more than anything else. I'll even say, I'll go as far to say, there's no human being on this planet that I have known and that is either gone or I don't communicate with anymore that I miss more than that aspect of myself. Oof, yeah. Deep. It's hard. It's yeah. yeah. But that's it. That's yeah. how much like it's the only regret I have in once is that. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. In a sense, I can relate to the, to the fact that I don't, yeah, I never perceive consequences as a bad thing. I never perceive consequences as something that can so unique. I love that. That's so interesting. Like I don't believe anything I don't believe anything can negatively affect me unless I let it. Like the way I perceive consequences is, it's just another chance to innovate and create more. Right. Like there's no limits to it. Yeah. Quality. We should Quality mention process. that we're at Mama Ratsy's kitchen. Mama Ratsy's kitchen. Yeah. Mama Ratsy's kitchen. Very nice Italian place in the Bywood Market. Nothing like fresh pasta, as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned. So first I am curious. Pasta is great. Yes, first taste pasta is good. 
um, please uh, go to your local restaurant. <laughs> What's the future for you? That's a good and one. for Novus, and for the like, even uh, don't even. I don't want you to go twenty six years in the future. In the next year, yeah. What what can you see happening here? What can you see for yourself and and for this company? It's funny you asked that question, and you reframed it <laughs> because I wanted to reframe it. Yes. You know, me, like, me and the team have this saying where every single time I speak about some idea or like some vision or like where I see us going or things like that, they're always like, if there's like a third party in the room, they're always like, oh, like he has his own timeline, so it's, it might not necessarily be in that timeline. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but a year from now, I see us obviously being profitable. Okay. That's the goal. But also being able to give something, not give something back, but I want to be able to hire a lot of these people on as full-time and part-time. And I want I want them to feel like they're building something with me, you know? I think something that was, like, really important for me is that but yes, this is a me thing. It's I started it, but not anymore. And now it has become like a people's thing. And like people are starting to see themselves in it to the point where they're starting to build their lives around it. Yeah. So I was saying, like I reached a point in the summer where I was like, I, I, was, I got so excited with the idea that there was no going back ever in my whole life. Like there was zero chances of me going back. Because of all this, like, all these people. Like, these people are, like, like we're riding on this together. They're building their lives around it. So it has to exist whatsoever. It just, like, made me realize, like, yeah, I want to take this, like, tenfold. I want to give 100%, 100% risk. Everything. Everything I have to give, I'm going to give it. <laughs> Gladly. Creating opportunities for others, building space for others for different ideas. Absolutely. I always used to say, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Right? Try to bring in other people. The thing that I had the hardest with, which I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, was letting go enough to let other people have their ideas. Because I always felt, and this was only about the company that I built, because yeah. I built it. You know, from ages 18 to 31. Like, it's an interesting part of life to build yeah. something. Yeah. Um, I always felt like a single dad <laughs> who had a kid that was yeah, this yeah, theater yeah, company yeah. that no one else can take care of like I can. And no one else will ever care about it like I can. Yeah. And no matter how many other parents came into play, yeah. it was always like, no one takes care of it like I do, though. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that. If there's Absolutely. any of that at all. Where letting go of some control is that hard? Is that tough? Is that even on the radar? Absolutely. With expansion, you have to. I mean, I can't be managing media design, consulting, corporate, everything. I and twenty T like it's no, but it would be impossible. It would be impossible. <laughs> well, I don't think it would be impossible. The way I see it is, I could a hundred percent do it. Right. It's just I'm. I feel like my idea and my vision is so grand yeah. that I never want to I never want to be able to fit myself fully into it. 
Like it's, it's not. It's like that random idea of like the small kid in a huge room. Yeah. And I don't want to fill it. Yeah. No. And I think I think that tracks with what you're saying. Yeah. Like I want people to fill it. So if everyone comes in and sees the 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 part they can play into it and how they can build the build into it, it'll never because it's so grand. The way, like, you'll never, my perspective of it will never change. Well, it will never be filled. Because if your perspective, exactly. if I'm reading it's your perspective so right, the more people you add in, the bubble grows, 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 grows. You can never fill it. You can never fill it. Like, it's this vision that has no, it has no frameworks. Like, frameworks are being built, but they're being built. It's not like it's coming, it's like a building from, like, an idea in my mind. Like, sure. The idea yeah. is this space everything else is just details yeah and anyone can bring details especially if they can see themselves into it like i could i could have sat down and being like i'm gonna run this business on myself i can do it build all the frameworks for it manage my time like crazy and do everything and my possibilities and i would have been able to do it i would have been able to grow it to the level it is right now hire people on do all these things but as I was going to keep growing, it was going to slowly become more and more and more small. And I was going to start filling it more and more because I would be like knowing too much and thinking too small, even if initially I thought so big. But because it's like my goal was to fill that space. Right. It would be different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird perspective because well, people want to like grow into things of course or i want to shrink into things yeah you know no, it's I, so i mean yeah i'd say it's a different perspective definitely yeah but like the way you're explaining it it's not you're, you're making it seem quite reasonable actually like you're 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 making me think which mm -hmm. i think if the idea was outrageous i wouldn't even think about wouldn't it be thinking about it no because why if you'd like to learn more about some of the work that Drayden's doing, and of course, the work from his talented team of young entrepreneurs and creators, go check out the Novus Group website, novusgroup.ca for all the details. You can find them on LinkedIn, Instagram, and all the other major social media platforms. A Thousand Meals with a Thousand Artists is a project of Soul One Arts, Inc. Produced and edited by me, Mike Shepard. Original music by Savannah Shea. Thank you to this week's artists and to the local restaurants who host us. For more on A Thousand Meals with A Thousand Artists and Soul One, please visit soulonearts.ca. If you're an artist, feel free to reach out to us on our website and connect for your own meal. Thank you for listening.